everyone. This is Chris and Sandy Benton with the Chris and Sandy Show. We get up close and personal with some amazing guests throughout the entertainment industry. And today, like I say, on every episode, we got a great one for you. Who do we have? We have Neil Donald, current lead singer of the iconic band Chicago. Held as one of the most important bands in music since the dawn of the rock and roll era, Chicago is the first American rock band to chart top 40 albums in six consecutive decades. Summer of 22, Chicago and Brian Wilson, co-founder of the Beach Boys, have announced a co-headlining 25-city tour across the U.S. And 2022 will mark the band's 55th consecutive year of touring. And we're excited to have Neil on the show. So welcome to the show. Welcome. Well, thank you. Thank you for having me. It's great to be here. It's definitely our pleasure to have you on, and, yes. and I always start to show out kind of same way. Last two years have been really rough for the entertainment mm-hmm. industry, and I want to talk a little bit about that. So how has COVID affected you, and what have you done to maneuver through this craziness? Well, we, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's been very difficult for everyone, as, as you very correctly uh, stated. Um, mm-hmm. we, we, we kind of kept busy through it, you know. It, it was, it was, uh, it was troubling and unfortunate that we, we could not be in each, other, each other's company and do, do live performances anywhere, and that lasted for 15 months. But yeah. we, we stayed yeah. pretty active. You know, everybody, everybody continued to, to write and record um, during that period, and there was a lot of Zoom things were going on. And, uh, you know, we tried to maintain contact with, um, with our fans and with the audience as much as we could. So it, it was... We missed the live performances because that's kind of our lifeblood, but um, we did sort of try to keep connected yeah. to everybody mm-hmm. as much as we could and, and stayed creative. So, you know, we, I definitely we understand that. Stayed... Yeah. You know, you know that's mm-hmm. like our, our show. We launched the Chris and Sandy show January of 2020, so a couple months before COVID. And I remember my original plan was maybe 100 interviews first year. thought if we could do that, be a great foundation, and then COVID happens. And I'm looking around, and I told Sandy, you know, for a brand-new show, this could be a, a blessing in disguise for us. We can't change COVID, but people like you are going to need a place to talk, and we're going to give it to you. And because of that, we did over 300 interviews that first year, and we're over 500 now. Yes. Oh, my goodness. That's, that's amazing. Congratulations. <clears throat> Thanks. We just stepped it up, and you know what? We pulled it off, and it's, it's crazy. And then we have you right here today. So Yes. <laughs> well, that's wonderful. It, you know, we we uh, we certainly appreciate all your efforts and your and your hard work, and that's keeping everybody connected. That's that's vitally important. Well, thank you. So, you know, a lot of people would ask, "When did you know you wanted to do music?" I like to go deeper than that. When did it click for you personally that music could be a career move? Uh, I, I think the turning point for me was, I guess I was in my late 20s. And, um, you know, I, I, it, it, music had been a part of my life for a very long time, you know, since I was a teenager. And, uh, you know, I, I'd always dabbled in it, always kept my hand in it, you know, and um, was always in a group or a choir or something. And it, I got to this point where I, ha- I kind of had to choose. It was either, you know, yeah. take the leap mm-hmm. of faith. <laughs> or, um, or, or it was going to be a, a, a hobby, a pastime. But my career had continued to grow and flourish. I, I got involved with with uh, you know, the studio scene 
and became mm-hmm. uh, became a, a session singer and oh, wow. voiceover person. And when that, you know, the real, I guess the real, the real um, turning point was when I started to make uh, more money doing that than I, <laughs> I was, you know, I was in my, in my nine to five job, you know, and then I had to go, well, it's, it's a difficult life because you kind of live by the phone ringing. And so yeah. you have yeah. to take that leap of faith. And, and I did. And, and it, I'm fortunate because it, it, it worked out. And, you know, being the studio sessions and all of that, that's actually a good route, too, for artists. Because, again, you know, when you first start starting out, it's really tough out there. But the studio kind of keeps you busy enough to at least make a living. Well, yeah, I mean, the studio situation is uh, is a world unto itself. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I've literally, I've had more than 10,000 recording sessions in my career at this point. Wow. Oh, wow. And being in the studio, it's a different skill set, and you get the opportunity to really hone it. The more hours you get in front of that microphone, because it, it, it's kind of like, um, I guess the best analogy I can make is it's, it's like the microphone in the studio is like an electron microscope. It's mm-hmm. much more discerning. There's much yeah. more accuracy involved, you know, and detail than there is sometimes in live performance. So you really get the opportunity to to hone your craft and learn how your instrument works. So for me, that was a real blessing to do that. So that really helped you for years down the road too. Yes. Yeah. You know, it, it honed my technique and uh, you know, I I became uh, the go-to guy for, for a lot of people. And I got very adept at, um, at doing a lot of different styles and I could, I've, I've covered, you know, more than a hundred different voices in the studio, you know, uh, different people would say, can you be this person or that person? And, and I've, I've done a lot of that. Everybody from Andrea Bocelli to Michael Bolton to Joe Cocker to Tony wow. Bennett to, you know, I've, I've had to cover those kind of vocals and those kind of styles and sounds. So it's, um, that's been, and it sort of, and it keeps life interesting, of course. And the variety is really, is really fun. <clears throat> so, how did um, Chicago happen for you? Well, I got involved for fun with a band, uh, I guess, about fifteen years ago, maybe twelve. Um, that was that was a, a tribute band. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Uh, a bunch, a bunch of musicians that I, most of them, I had known for many years decided for fun. You know, they'd always been uh, fans of the band and they decided to put a band together to play Chicago songs. Oh, wow. And they needed somebody who, they needed somebody who could cover all the voices. It's, they needed somebody who could sound like Robert and Peter and, and, <laughs> and the late Terry Cat. And, and I had, you know, I could do that. You know, and it was, it wasn't all that difficult for me to cover those three different voices. So I did it for fun. Because it was, you know, just to keep my chops up, as they say, keep my voice in shape, and I always loved the material, and it was it was a bit of a challenge, but it was great fun. So, yeah. you know, we started working, and over time, um, you know, people would, uh, the word started to spread, and I guess a DVD or something ended up on a tour bus somewhere, and the, oh, wow. and the band heard it, and they went, they kind of went, who's the, who's this guy? You know, this was. <laughs> And as, as luck would have it, you know, an opportunity arose. And um, I was in, in a, a restaurant on Broadway in New York City in, I think, 2015, 
December of 2015. And I got an email from somebody in the organization. And that's kind of how it started. Oh, well, wow. Now, was Jeff Coffey right before you? He was. He was. We, we, had him, he, I, we had him on our show in, I think it was 2020. Yeah, in early 2020. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think I think he was there a little less than two years. I think. Oh wow! Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I think I think I think he joined. I believe it was in April or May of one year, and then he, uh, you know, yeah. So as you know, a lot of people they see the glory in what you do, but they don't see the grind, the sacrifice, the tears, the struggles that it takes <laughs> to get there. Um, and we always yeah. want to talk about that side of it because it's important. It's so important. Everybody sugarcoats the the rawness side. So take a few moments and let's talk about the sacrifices and struggles you've had to go through to get to where you are today. Oh gosh, I mean, that, I think we need about a six-hour show to cover that. But, <laughs> um, you know, uh, I like what Lee Lochnane says. You know, he, occasionally he will say it on stage. He'll he'll say we don't we don't get paid to play. That's the fun part. He'll say we have, we get paid to travel. Because it's it's really it's and it's true. It's really, the traveling that kind of takes its toll on you more than anything else. Um, yeah. But you do you do have to because you know the the band has a very ambitious touring schedule. They have had, I mean, even in 2020 when COVID shut shut things down for everyone, we managed to get in. I think it was either 11 or 13 shows before we had to stop. We got one tour in, had to cancel oh, wow. a couple of shows in California. So there has not been a year in 55 years where the band has not performed 55 consecutive years. Wow. That's amazing. Yeah, but the the group tends to do, you know, somewhere in around the 100 to 120 shows a year still. And, you know, you really have to, you have to stay focused. You have to be, uh, you have to take care of your health. You know, it's not fun if you're sick out here on the road. Uh, you know, there are some, sometimes there are some very long tour bus rides on rough roads, so you don't get yep. to sleep very well. <laughs> oh, wow. And, uh, yeah, the, the two and a half hours we, you know, I tell people, you know, I, I, I get more rest when I'm at home. Uh, <laughs> actually, I, sorry, I, I reverse that. I get, I get more rest on the road than they do at home because at home, uh, you know, you, you, you're gone for a month or five weeks. There's so much uh, to do when you uh-huh. get home for you know a week or two weeks. But out here, there's, yeah. there's really four things for me that I have to do. I have to eat, sleep, work out, and do the shows. That's pretty wow. much it. And, and you know, that not two and a half hours on stage is very intense. It's a very, it's a very high energy uh, show. You know, the band is very focused on representing this very iconic songbook that they've compiled mm-hmm. over, over decades to make sure that the audience you know, here's what they want to hear. And we, everybody in the group takes, as you can well imagine, enormous pride, you know, standing on stage with, with Robert and Lee and Jimmy. And, you know, these are the three remaining founding members. And it's just, it's just a real honor and a blessing, and we're all extremely grateful. But it is hard work, and uh, you, it, requires, it requires discipline and dedication and motivation and focus. Wow. And do you have a favorite song yeah. that you all sing? You know, uh, I get that question, asked that question a lot. And, <laughs> I, mean, I love, I, I love every song, but the one I guess that always sticks out in my mind because of its majesty 
is a song off of the very first record. It's called Question 67 and 68. Oh, wow. Which okay. was a, which, a, yeah, it's a, Rob, it's a Robert Lamb composition. Mm-hmm. Um, but I like everything. You know, I mean, these, these are so well-crafted and very, um, uh, you know, when the band emerged in the late 60s, you know, that's how long the band was, was, has been around for. Wow. Um, yeah, I was born in 71, so older than me. Yeah. <laughs> well, there you Yeah. I mean, the, the band was formed in 1969. Sorry, 67. And the first record came out in 1969. And it was wow. such an interesting and innovative sound when it came out. I mean, everybody was just so excited about it, you know, and it was groundbreaking. And uh, so every song, you know, I, I'm still a fan. You know, I can actually sort of detach myself from standing on stage sometimes and just take it all in and realize, you know, I'm I'm here with these these wonderfully gifted musicians who are not only, you know, great musicians, but they're just some of the nicest people I've ever met in my life. It's a real family. So that's a, a, a giant blessing to me. Being on the road as much as you are, you have to kind of have the family atmosphere because without that, you'd be battling it out, wouldn't you? You're exactly right. You're exactly right. I mean, whenever somebody is, you know, I mean, it, it's fatiguing. You know, if you do a long tour, you know, you can get a little tired or if you haven't slept. And But as soon as we hit that stage, the energy and the adrenaline, and, you know, the respect and love and admiration we all have for each other, it just gels immediately. And, it's, you know, I told Lee uh, a couple of months back, I said, you know, I don't know what it is. But, you know, there is some magic in this band. There is some magic. Wow. Yeah, the, the, I, I really believe that that the creator is looking is looking down and making sure that this works because I've seen some things happen that just kind of blow your mind, you know, to me. There's some well, real magic. Wow moments, real... You know, you're talking about that. Tell us a few wow moments. I mean, mm-hmm. we, we talked a little bit about the sacrifice side. Now let's show people what makes it worth it. What are a few wow moments for you? Well, the, the one that comes to mind recently is it, it, there's a side of it that's a little that's unfortunate, uh, but, but it, it's an example of, of, of the serendipity mm. of, of the good fortune of the, that happens. Back last fall, uh, about an hour before a show in Louisville, Kentucky, um, the band's guitarist, uh, who is, uh, sadly has, is no longer with the group, his name is uh, Keith Howland. He was with the band mm-hmm. for 27 years. Keith wow. Keith uh, had a little uh, mishap about an hour before a show, and he fell and and broke oh, wow. broke a bone broke a bone in his arm. An hour before the show, he was absolutely in pain and unable to play. And, um, you know, the band, the band is smart. They know that the show must go on. So everybody has, has backups, you know, an understudy, a sub that's kind of on hold. Should somebody fall ill or some, something should, should occur where, you know, they can't do the show. So it just so happened that, uh, Keith had, had gotten this gentleman who lives in Nashville to be his understudy. And, as luck would have it, he had come down to the show from Nashville to Louisville, Kentucky, just to, to see the show. Oh, wow. To see, you know, where he would, he would potentially stand during the performance or <laughs> th- that kind of thing. So he was there. He'd been, he'd been sort of studying the material, it's my understanding, for about a month. 
uh, had never performed the show before, uh, so he was coming to the show. So somebody knew that and got in touch with him and sent him a text and said, listen, don't, don't go to your seat in the audience. Come backstage, please. And, and he did. And he's in his street clothes and, you know, just the jeans and T-shirt. And he said, you're up, buddy. There's your shot, you know. And he strapped, he strapped on the guitar and he got on stage. And, and this is not an easy songbook to pull off. It's a very challenging songbook. You've got to be, you know, an extremely good player, you know, to, to cut this. And he got on stage and that's where the magic happened. Everybody wow. just, you know, it, it was, it was, we were all, you know, our hearts were broken for Keith because he's just a lovely man. And, you know, he's, yeah. he's, we, mm-hmm. we love him dearly and he's a friend. But, but Tony came in and he stepped up and he did the entire show with us. And, you know, he did, it was just astonishing how well he did. And we could just feel the energy. And I remember standing off to the side of the stage with Lee and, and I said, somebody's looking out for this group because this, everybody just, you know, gelled, came together and the energy and the vibe and the, it, was, it was magical. That's all I can say. Wow. Absolutely magical. I had, I had goosebumps, you know, just think, and I have them right now just thinking about it. Mm. What are the odds of that happening? That, that, is, that is just absolutely remarkable to me. Definitely from above there. Yeah. Yeah. There's something else. There's something going on, you know. <laughs> when you got it, you got it, though. Again, you know, you know you've yeah. been doing this long enough and realize, you know what, you have to roll with the punches and you've got to, you know, show must still go on. And it's amazing that when the show must go on, sometimes things just work out the way they should. Yeah, you're absolutely right. There's just, you know, there's so much love in the room wherever we play. The, the vibe in, in, in the theaters, or it's just, I don't know, I can't describe it. it it's, it's Magical is the word that, that, that comes to mind. It's, it's absolutely fantastic. You know, that reminds me, I remember our very first show that we had, <clears throat> we, did, we weren't sure how the, all this was going to go. And as you know, we're yeah. normally, normally video, but we're audio for you um, and all that right now. But we, we started out as audio. And, and I told my wife, I was, like, the only, I was like, I can talk. I'm not worried about the talking part. If, I, if it gets quiet, I can make up something. Not a big deal. I was like, what I feared was the technology. I was, I was like, as long as, because we don't have control over that. So here it is. Sure. I guess when you say what your biggest fear is, I guess um, um, the man above must have been like, okay, if that's your biggest fear, let's get it out of the way. Because we were like three minutes in the interview, and it just went blank. And Sandy was like, what's, what's going on? I don't know. And then um, Ashlyn Jones, who, was, who um, we were interviewing, she texted me and says, what's going on? I don't know. And so and, uh, what was funny about this, we all called this back in to the system, and it was still live. And so we got back in, and we nailed the rest of the show. But it was just funny how all that happened. And you know what? We dealt with it. We rolled with it. And you know what? It worked. That's, that's amazing. I guess, I guess the lesson learned, you, know, you, just, you just kind of don't panic, stay calm, and just, you know, Keep your keep your faith and your hope intact, and that's all that's all that any of us can do. And it, and, and exactly most of the time it, it works out. You know, it, it's fantastic, fantastic. And when it don't work out, it's a lesson. 
That, exactly. That's, a, that's the way to perceive it. That's the way to perceive it. Now, as you know, a lot of people, they see y'all as the front man and all that, but they don't see the teams behind y'all. And in our opinion, teams never get the love they deserve. On our show, they get a little love. So take a few moments and just tell us about the team that helps y'all be who you are. Well, your timing couldn't be better. I just had breakfast with our front of house man, <laughs> our production manager, and, and one of the other guys on the crew. And we have the, the most amazing crew. The, this, this group of individuals who, I mean, these are, you know, talk about hard workers. Talk about, you know, difficult hours and difficult conditions yeah. that they work in and slogging the gear around and breaking things down and, that these guys are the real heroes. Without, without with the, you know, the work that they do, the show does not go on. And yeah. we have every one of the guys in, in our crew are just amazing. They're they're hard workers. They're great at their jobs. I mean, our front of house guy Tim you know, was was Linda Ronstadt's um, uh, sound engineer for about thirty oh, wow. years. And if you ask him who he's worked with, it would just make your head spin. And wow. our production manager, Anthony, is just, I mean, an amazing human being. He's just the nicest man. You know, yeah. He was with Hall & Oates for years. And all, you know, uh, our monitor guy, all the all the techs, all the guys, I, I can't say enough about them. They're just, it's just, we're, we're so blessed to have these people, you know, in the organization. Yeah. And we also we also have, the band's manager, who's been a manager for you know forty years, wow. this this man is, is 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 brilliant. His instincts—I've never seen somebody with his kind of instincts, and he's so kind. And you know, I, you know, it just makes me sigh, and I, mm-hmm. I sometimes get emotional about the blessing I feel to just be surrounded by this group of people. But you're absolutely right, and thanks for bringing that up because our crew is just amazing, amazing. We love that. And, you know, speaking of teams, we have a third co-host, our little 10-year-old, that we let come on and ask a few questions. Huh. So Sandy's, Sandy's going to go get him. Oh, healed. great. Yes, that was good. And we got a three-year-old that when she gets Yay. older, she'll be plugged into the show, too, because we are a family affair show. Yay. I love that. <laughs> I love that. Good for you. That's the way to do it. Yep. Got to try to keep it in the family. That's the way to do it. You know, good for you. So while we're waiting, well, you are in you are in one of my favorite places. I, I I love I love Georgia. I love Savannah. Yeah, we we, love, we love, of course we're moving to Nashville, but we still do love it here. It is a great place. It is. I mean, we were there. I think it was last fall, and I, I love to walk around, you know, down by the river and get myself some shrimp and grits and yeah. things like that. I, that's, it's a lot, and I love the humidity. I got to tell you, I'm a singer. I love humidity. So, <laughs> well, here he is. Hi, Neil. So, okay. with your favorite foods? Hey, how are you? Doing good. All right. So, what's your favorite food? I'm sorry. My what's favorite food. Yes. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm not quite catching. Yeah. Did you say yeah, food? Yeah, yeah, right. food? yeah. Favorite food. Yeah. Okay. Uh, you know what? I, I, I just mentioned it. You know, I, I, I really like Southern cuisine. I really like Southern cuisine. So I, oddly enough, I hadn't had it before last year, but I had, I had shrimp and grits one night after the show. 
And yeah. whenever I see it on the menu, I always ask, you know, they do it good here. And I've tried to make it at home. I'm not very successful yet. I'm going to try again. But, yeah, wow. anything. I like seafood. I like seafood a lot. So that's what I go to. Yeah, because what's yours? My, my favorite food is pizza. Oh, yeah. Oh, gosh, I love pizza. I love pizza. What kind of pizza? Uh, Peroni, sausage, and supreme, and pineapple. He likes like four different ones. I'm right with you there. Good choices. <laughs> Good choices. <laughs> All right, so what's your favorite TV show and movie? Gosh, you know, there. I don't watch a lot of TV anymore. I don't. I don't have a lot of time for it. Um, I've got a lot of different movies I've liked. You know what? You know what I like. Um, Forrest Gump is still one of my favorites. <laughs> there's a. There's. Yeah. There you go. There's a show that I haven't seen in years. A movie I like. It's called Terms of Endearment. That's another good movie that I like. Uh, Shawshank Redemption is another movie that I really like. Um, mm-hmm. I guess, you know. Um, there is one TV show I, I tend to watch. I don't know. That, I guess it's because the guy who narrates it, I find his voice voice kind of soothing. It's yeah. called Forensic Files. Oh, wow. It's a, a good one. Yeah. I, I, a lot of times when I get into a hotel room after the show, I'll turn that on, and that that that, that, that gentleman who used to narrate that passed away now. About his voice, it, it often lulls me to sleep. So, <laughs> you know. <laughs> That's what, that's what I watch. What, yeah, what's yours? Okay, my favorite TV show is Spongebob and my favorite movie is The Minions. Oh, yeah. Oh, those are both good choices. Good for you. Ain't it crazy good that they you. still have fun, new Spongebobs come out? You know what? My kids are grown up now. I have two boys, and I love Spongebob. <laughs> I think I I took them to see the, mo- the Spongebob movie when it came out. Oh, wow. I laughed. I laughed more than they did. <laughs> so that's Bye, cool. Thanks. That's very cool. Yo, thank you. <laughs> yeah, he's been on almost every episode. He he loves to be on the show, and you know, like, and who knows? Maybe we're setting him up for down the road. Uh, I I think you can pretty much guarantee that. <laughs> <laughs> yep, he loves to that's be That's okay. That's yep, exactly. That's great. Yeah, you know. It, you know, with what's gone on in the last couple of years, I don't know. Like, I, I live in, in Toronto. That's where I, I live. And, you know, mm-hmm. Canada was, was very was very shut down. At one mm-hmm. point in time in Toronto, it was we were in, a, in pretty much a lockdown for almost nine months consecutively. It was it was really tough. Wow. So, oh, wow. you know, social social interaction and talking with people. And, you know, we, we, we all realized – what a, a big part of everybody's life that was and how much we missed it. Yeah. So mm-hmm. any, any, anytime you can talk with people and, and, and see people and it, it's really shown that there's a, there's a lot of really good souls and kind hearts out there. You know, you just got to keep yours open to it. Exactly. Yeah. So, so what yeah, would you like yeah. for, what would you like for your legacy to be in the music industry? What would you like to be most known and remembered for? Um, I, I think, you know, what I, I, I try to, to demonstrate in my, in my songwriting is, is kindness and understanding and (laughs) compassion and love and gratitude. And I I think somewhere down the line, I would like to, to be remembered as somebody who, 
was very dedicated to his craft, uh, was yeah. very grateful yeah. for, for, the, for the opportunity to make music and actually make a living at it. I mean, I'm, I'm grateful every single day. Um, I have these little affirmations that I say um, to the side of the stage before I go on every night. I, I give credit where credit is due. I understand mm-hmm. that I, I, I only am, I do what I do by God's grace. And I'm not a religious man, but I have, I have strong beliefs. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, I, I understand where it comes from and that I, I, been, I was given a gift. And I guess if I could sort of encapsulate it in one, in one sentence, um, that I, I, I was here to honor my gift, and I did the best that I could to do that. Amen to that. Oh, great answer. And tell us a little bit about the tour that Chicago has coming up uh, with Brian Wilson this summer. Well, we're obviously very, very excited to do that. I mean, you know, a man who wrote so many beautiful songs, in fact, probably one of my top three favorite songs of all time, which is God Only Knows. Oh, Uh, yeah, great Such a beautiful, I mean, oh, I mean, to hear that every night, I, I don't. I'm going to have to have a box of Kleenex beside me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. just uh, we're we're just so excited and and I'm honored uh, as we you know to do this tour with him and be all over America of this great country and, and beautiful mm-hmm. venues and we're going to do 25 concerts. Uh, wow! Oh wow! And we 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 can't wait. We're just we're so excited and grateful. Um, and awesome. We just, Come come out and see us. We'd love to see you. And uh, we haven't been because of the pandemic. They have not been doing meet and greets. But I, my suspicion is that those will those will be reinstated sometime this year. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. we'll get to meet the fans. Yeah, we'll get to meet the fans. You know, half stage, backstage after the shows, as well. And uh, so, yeah, we're excited and, and, and so looking forward to, to to sharing the stage with this very iconic uh, artist. That is awesome. So as we close out the show here, what advice would you give that person who has a talent and they're really hustling out there um, to do what you do? Well, you know, it, it's, it's, it's such a tough way to make a living. It's so competitive. Um, so I'm, I'm somewhat reluctant to, to tell people, you know, don't have a backup plan or just kind of go for it and stay focused because it, it's tough. But it depends on what your priorities are in life. Yeah. You know, the business has changed. The business has changed a lot over the years. But if, if it if it's such a part of who you are, then you know you owe it to yourself once again to honor the gift that you, you have. Uh, but I would say I would say one thing: always mm-hmm. strive to to put your best foot forward, be on top of your game, take pride in what you do, honor your gift. Because you never know who might be watching or listening. These days, you know, mm-hmm. artists sometimes can, somebody can see you on YouTube or some mm-hmm. other uh, social media format. You never know who's watching or listening to you. Yep. You never know. I'm, I, I'm, a case, I'm a case in point. I'm a case exactly. in point. You know, seven years ago, uh, I, I, was not, I was not expecting this. I had a very good career. I've been very fortunate, but I was not expecting, uh, you know, People say to me, "Oh, you're living the dream." You know, I, this was never. It was never goal, fame. Fame was never my goal. My goal yeah. was just to 
to do to do the best do what you that were I called. Could with you. Exactly, exactly. And sometimes, you know, when you do that, sometimes somebody sometimes somebody notice notices. So, hmm. stay positive. Put your best foot forward. Take pride in what you do. Honor your gift, and just, you know. That's 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 what I would uh, say. Awesome. Love that answer. It's like for me, I feel like my gift is talking, and I've started thousands of conversations through the years. And Sandy would get upset sometimes, and we end up late for appointments that we have because I'm like busy <laughs> talking to somebody. Sure. But, but here it is now because of all that talking. Um, I'm able to hold thirty and sixty minute conversations with ease with anybody, no matter who they are. Yes, it's beautiful, and and it feeds your soul. You know, it, it feeds your soul. Exactly. You know, we really enjoyed Wonderful. having you on the show today. Yes, we did. And we definitely look look forward to having you back down the road for some updates. Well, thank you so much. It was a, it was a pleasure speaking with both of you, and uh, and thank you for asking. It's our pleasure, and we'll yes. talk to you real soon. Thanks so much for your time today. Okay. Thank you, Bye. and have a great move yeah. to Nashville. All the best. Thanks. Oh, we appreciate it. Thank you. Talk to you soon. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye-bye.